Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. Bryce Kuhn alongside Sonny Ship. You know that means with Sonny uh, in the mix that we're getting ready to talk recruiting. Gabriel Relaford announces his commitment to LSU. Sonny, this is one that, uh, you know, we had an idea was coming, especially after the decommitment from A&M, what had, you know, been really good signs of an official visit to LSU this past weekend. But kind of walk us through why did Relaford decide to go with LSU and how big of an impact does this make on that 2024 class? Well, it's a, it's a big for it's a position of need to start with. You know, you need defensive linemen uh, listed in the 6'2", 255 pound range. You know, he maintains he's an edge. He's not a defensive an interior guy. I think it kind of remains to be seen where his body takes him. But, uh, you know, he, he's explosive. He's explosive at that 255 pounds. Makes a lot of plays, makes a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage, too. And, uh, you know, so so he's a, he's an impact player at Evangel. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure that he's going to be that immediate impact guy um, at the next level. But I also don't think that he has to be with the depth that LSU has at that defensive end position right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think he'll be able to come in and, and kind of just let him go where his body does take him. But I think he's a you know, he's a he, he's a big pickup on the field. He's also a big pickup field on the recruiting trail, you know, LSU was able to, uh, they, they've been pursuing this guy since, uh, since I guess about July or late, late summer when they offered. And, uh, and then he could, you know, he committed to Texas A&M and been committed to Texas A&M for a while now and, and, and said he was pretty, pretty strong with that pledge, but that Elijah Robinson to Syracuse on Sunday, mm-hmm. that was just a tipping point off of that official visit. Like you said, you know, you had some good vibes coming off the official visit I don't. I wasn't ready to say that. Okay, you know LSU is going to beat A and M on this until the Elijah Robinson news dropped. Yeah. Once that dropped, yeah. then it was like, oh, okay, he dropped A and M like a you know like a bad habit, <laughs> and just you know things really just kind of took off there. And there was never really much you know speculation or, or, or rumors running around or anything as throughout the week. You know over whether it was going to be USC, whether it was going to be LSU. So. You, know, you just tip your hat to the LSU coaching staff because they were able to do something that's pretty tough to do when you've got a defensive line coaching situation like they do. Yeah, I mean, look, it's obviously been one of the hot topics so far in the season, and then now as they kind of get into the offseason after this bowl game. Uh, when you look at this defensive line you know, group, uh, you add Relaford to the mix. Uh, you got a couple edge rushers that we've profiled over there at 24-7, C.J. Jackson, Ahmad Burrow, uh, Collage Cobbins. I mean, when you look at this group, uh, is there one guy that kind of stands out, or is this more of just like a collection of some really good football players that they're just building that depth along the front seven? I think it's some. I think it's some good football players that may not be getting um, as much due as they de- deserve. Um, you know, I, I've made. I'm, I'm waiting to see if Relaford gets a little bump with these uh, mm-hmm. with these recruiting rankings uh, that are going to be adjusted here in the uh, you know before the early signing period. Uh, I think he definitely deserves one. I, I think he's, um, you know, I, I think he's right there in that top five in the state, you know, right there where you start talking about Kylan, Big, Kylan Bilio, Tylan Singleton. I think, you know, Relaford is right there in that realm. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to, uh, I think it's going to remain to be seen how far he does go up, but I do think he is going to go up. I, I just think that when you look at, when you look at what he's done, when you look at, you know, when you look at just the overall picture, I think you're going to see him get a little ratings rankings bump. I'm not, I'm not so sure about a mod, bro, but I have, a, I think we could be looking back 
two or three years from now and saying, wow, Lamont Bro was just a three star. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it just kind of, you know, looking at his body and, 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 you know, was he, was he so successful at Ruston because he was just physically, you know, physically better than the people at that respective age, or does his body continue to develop and, and he continue to develop as a player. But I, I really like him as a guy too. You know, Kalash Cobbins is going to be interesting when you talk about guys who are going to need to gain some weight. Yeah. I think he's one of those, um, especially, you know, if it's going to be the jack position that he settles in at, he's going to have to get uh, have to get a little bit bigger. But, you know, LSU definitely it was nice to get the Sean Washington edition, but LSU, you know, they they still need I think you're still missing at least one defense interior defensive tackle you know you would like to be able to say that hey we're going to get Dominic McKinley on campus next weekend for an official visit oh by the way he's going back to Texas A&M this weekend but you'd like to be able to get him on campus next weekend for an official visit and then if not then you really have to secure someone in the portal you know you've got to secure someone who's got you know, who's like a Quincy Wiggins who just entered the portal from LSU. Yeah. You know, who's yeah. got three years of eligibility to where you can say, okay, we've got a year to develop you to get you up. You, you're physically that you know you're physically where you need to be. We got a year to develop you to get you up to where, you know, it once Makash, uh, Wingo, Mason Smith, and those guys, Jacoby and Guillory, and then you really need that help in, inside. Yeah then they'll be ready to go. And so, you know, you would love for it to be a Dominic McKinley, a guy straight out of high school. But if not, then I think it really makes that portal position just even bigger than it is right now. Yeah, portal position, obviously something to keep an eye on. And you mentioned, uh, you know, right there, another portal entry for LSU. Uh, it's it's really interesting how the staff has to balance, uh, you know, so many different things this time of year. Early signing day, just a, a week or two away. And then you kind of get into what we're talking about, the portal. And then you talk about 2025, which brings the question here, Sonny. I mean, look, there's some big commitments on the horizon for 2025. When you look at the rest of this 2024 class, uh, you know, you mentioned Dominic McKinley. Wanted to get some of your thoughts on that young man uh, for Acadian. I got the chance to see him live in person two weeks ago against Holy Cross. I mean, as advertised with, with what he can do and, uh, and and what he's able to do. Your thoughts, though, on where they stand kind of with McKinley going forward and then what's really next in the recruiting cycle? Well, I think with McKinley, you know, is you got to get him on campus. You got to get him on campus next weekend for an official visit. He's going back up to College Station this weekend, uh, you know, because of the NCAA rules. Head coach leaves. You can take a second official visit. So they're going to go back up there, spend some time with the new staff and all. And then you got to get him on campus next weekend in Baton Rouge. You got to get him on campus, and uh, and you just got to convince him. You got to convince him that that here's where it is. And, and look, let's not beat around the bush. You got to come up with some. You got to come up with some good financial NIL opportunities for him. You yeah. know, you got to come up. You got to highlight that, and you and you got to come big. You know, if you want to keep that five star here, and if you want to pull him away from, uh, you know, from a Texas A and M, that's what you got to do. You know, and yeah. I mean that's the you know that's the bottom line. You've got to recruit the full package, and in this day and age, NIL is as big a part of that package as it possibly gets. Yeah, I agree with you in the sense of you, you can't just look at it from – I mean, relationships matter, and we saw that just with what happened with Elijah Proximity Robinson matters. you know, leaving. Proximity matters. Yeah. I mean, all those things matter, but you, you add in this other part that is kind of uh, equal. I think coaches and players and high school coaches are all kind of learning as we get you know deeper into this thing. Uh, it's all kind of equal parts as they're going into this. I uh, wanted to mention, because we talked about this, and you know, this staff's kind of full-court press – 
okay, it worked for a guy like Gabriel Relaford. Yeah, you know, Elijah Robinson leaving. But when you look at Dominic McKinley, to be able to get that visit in right before the early signing period, I mean, you, you really can't. And, and I've talked with coaches. I know you've talked with coaches before around college football. They love that opportunity. If they can get a guy in, you know, a couple days before early signing day, that's kind of the last-ditch effort. And that's kind of also maybe a little recency bias for that young man making that decision. So how, how does that kind of play in this time of year? Well, I think it's huge when you, especially when, you know, he's committed to to one of your conference rivals, you know, yeah. from another program that you battle on the recruiting trail and that you're going to battle for, you know, for years to come. And so it's, uh, you know, it's huge. It's huge in that resort. And then you're also, you know, you're the last one to spend any personal face to face quality time with this kid, with his family. You know, you get to make that last that last sales pitch. You get to, you know, you get to overcome any objections that are there. And yeah. so I, I think that's big. And, um, you know, is it the uh, you know is it the end of the world if you can't get that kid on campus um, you know on that final weekend? No, you can still go out and you can still win the battles and stuff. You know, if you as long as you get him on campus, but yeah. that's the key. Yeah. You got to get him on campus. And with LSU and Dominic McKinley, this is the final straw. This is the final opportunity right here. You know, he never visited in he never visited over the summer until the uh, the the Bayou recruiting splash that I think was on July 28th or July 29th. Mm-hmm. And so you had all summer where he never popped up on campus. He popped up on campus. His younger brother got an offer on that day. Um, but then since then, you know, things had just gone cold. Things had gone cold. Yeah. You didn't get him in for any visits uh, during the you know during the season and stuff. And so, you know, you've got to be able to, you've got to get him in. You can't go into this, uh, you know, you can't go into the dead period that starts on, that kicks in at midnight on Sunday and say, we're still in this, you know, we're still in this because he's an in-state kid because he's only two hours from home. We've got people in the area and stuff. No, you've got to get this kid on campus if you're going to have an opportunity to get his signature. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Oh, we mentioned 2024. How could they round that out? Obviously, 27 total commits now. When you look at 2025, yes, there's still work to be done in 2024 in the transfer portal, but the biggest reason, Sonny, is because you got a big in-state commitment date coming up, Harlem Berry on December the 18th. Ten uh, days. Kind of walk us through. Yeah, I, first off, I can't believe we're that close to Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten your Christmas shopping done or anything, uh, but I'll You're say still this. still working on that tree, man. <laughs> I know. I keep messing with Glenn. I'm like, Glenn, where do you get the tree? Because we got it up in New Orleans. We're not putting it up in uh, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Too much hassle for he and his brother. Uh, look, you look at Harlem Berry. I mean, December 18th, we have uh, currently have a crystal ball prediction from Steve Wiltfong uh, pointing towards LSU. Look, you, you and I think you and I both have kind of sat here and said – Frank Wilson has just done a masterclass job with with this recruitment in, in Harlem Berry and, and being able to kind of pitch staying home and the relationship he has with that family. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
But 2025 is fast, you know, approaching very fast. LSU figures to not just be a big piece, uh, but just probably maybe the biggest fish in Bryce Underwood in January. When you look at this 2025 class, what type of momentum? We had Keelan Moses last week. Now we see Harlem Berry potentially entering the fold. And then obviously Bryce Underwood, uh, you know, uh, tentatively still going to make that decision in January. What type of momentum does that create on the recruiting trail? Well, it's going to create some momentum, and and you obviously you look at the positions. You know, if you're a if you if you're a quarterback, you got to have somebody to throw to, right? I yeah. think that the, I think that a lot of momentum that it's going to give LSU is with DeCorey and Moore, and uh, you know Texas has been doing everything that it can to you know to say, look, you know, you're the number one player in the state. You know, you got to follow your teammate, your boy Colin Simmons over here to Austin. You know, giving him that pitch. But, you know, you, you, can, you can tell, and from talking to people, but you can just tell by, by his, you know, what he's doing on, on social media and how yeah. excited he gets and stuff. You could tell DeCorey and more that you, LSU gets a Bryce Underwood type, that that's going to really, really kind of help. You know, it ain't going to lock him up by any means because, you know, yeah. kids like that <laughs> will never be locked up. But it's just another piece to that puzzle when you look at, okay, you know, if, if we have this piece right here, you got to get those surrounding pieces with him. And, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's a big surround, that would be a big surrounding piece for DeCorian, but obviously for Bryce too, when he's looking at someone to throw to. Yeah. Harlan Berry going to be making that decision on December 18th. Um, you know, look, uh, I just think the chance for the 2025 class uh, to be special is pretty good. And, uh, man, just the names when you look in that state. And it kind of ends us as we wrap it up right here. Uh, you talk about guys like Harlem Bear. You talk about, you know, 2025. But, obviously, the big news we talked about in the opening was Gabriel Relaford. You know, I think you were one of the biggest proponents of this on earlier podcasts in the year, Sonny, of like, hey, let's just hold off because Brian Kelly and them really are going to continue to stay uh, diligent in their work to secure the talent in this state. I believe it's 10 of the top 12 prospects in Louisiana now are committed uh, to LSU for our 24-7s ranking. Sonny, what, I mean, how much kudos do you give this staff of really honing in and staying the course with a lot of these guys? Some came fairly easy, it felt like, uh, you know, once they got the offer and the relationships, and then other ones like the ones we just saw. But, man, I think this staff is trending in the right direction, even with a lot of question marks surrounding it this time of year. Yeah, you know, 17 of the 27s from, uh, from inside Louisiana – um, and, and really 18 when you factor in that Xavier Atkins, you know, now goes to high school in Texas. And so, you know, I mean, that's just a, that's a strong number right there. And yeah. when you look at, you know, if you go back and if you look at his first full, uh, you know, Brian Kelly's first full signing class, you know, it was littered with out-of-state guys. It was Jackson Howard. It was Deshaun Womack, DJ Chester. Um you know, we can go down the list, Toviano, yeah. Jalen Brown, we can go down the list. You know, there was just a, you know, it was a strong, a strong influence from out of state and, and some heavy hitters from out of state too. But I think when you look at it and, 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 and granted, you know, they're, they're, they're still getting some of those heavy hitters from out of state and still getting those, uh, you know, out of state guys, but the focus more, more of the focus that you see inside the state, you know, they didn't want to see, you know, you go back and it was Arch Manning, it was Derek Williams. Um, yeah. 
Oh man, I'm trying to think of who else. You know, there were several of them who just you know. What Edger and Cooper might have been in that. Aaron class, Anderson. Yeah. Aaron Anderson. Yeah. Aaron Anderson. Alabama, you know, I mean, you know, it was just littered with out-of-state schools, and you know that was not something that you know I had several coaches on the staff say like, "Look, man, that's a you know we can't have that commitment list." You know that those state <laughs> rankings being filled with the Texas and Alabamas and stuff. You know, and uh, and and I think you know you're starting to see a shift from that, and I think you're going to see a bigger shift of that you know especially when 2026 rolls around in 2026 man that class has got so many heavy hitters at the top of their position already nationally when you go across the board and I think that will be one that you really kind of start to look at you really start to say okay you know Brian Kelly really said said that when he got here they really wanted to put a fence around Louisiana you can really start to see it doing a fantastic job that ranking going to continue to shoot up uh, potentially in that 2025 marker with Harlan Berry making that decision. And if you want the latest information, check us out over at Go247. Sonny, we've had so many great deals, 75 to 60. Uh, tell the folks real quick before we get out of here, the 50% off deal that we're running uh, currently, which, I mean, look, it's I don't know if you're going to get a better deal anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, basically you get six free months, you know, 50% off. I'm not a math whiz or anything, but out of 12, I can I can deduct that <laughs> that much out of it. <laughs> but yeah, man, great deal. You know, a lot of stuff on the transfer portal, uh, you know, obviously recruiting, bowl game, you know, J, uh, JD hopefully getting ready to bring that Heisman back to Baton Rouge uh, tomorrow and stuff. So there'll be a, there's plenty of talk and plenty of uh, plenty of action going on. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure you get signed up over at Go247. You can get that link down below. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you. Or if you're watching on YouTube, give us a follow, like, subscribe, and set up those notifications so you know when we're posting our latest videos. Bryce Coon and Sonny Ship, we'll catch you next time here on the Go247 podcast.